0: Hello everyone, I'm Trent Lewis, welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time, well, Hank Bogler, we do it Monday through Friday anyway, and what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. Hank Bogler, setting in the hot seat on the first Monday of October.
1: Well, it's not really that hot, but it's not very cold either, we the most amazing thing I've ever seen this in the entire my entire life. You look at the temperature at four o'clock in the morning, and it's twenty seven,
0: twenty
1: eighteen, twenty one. And you go outside, fire up the old pickup, and there's no frost on the window. The air is so dry. There's no frost on the window. It's amazing.
0: What's amazing?
1: No frost
0: on no. the windows. That's it. Well, it just like you dropped off. So you've wow. been down to eighteen degrees.
1: Yes, sir. Mm. But again, no frost. Yeah. I mean, you know, if there's uh, where the sprinklers running in the yard, yeah, there's ice around it, things like that. But the windows do not frost up. The humidity is so low. There's nothing to nothing to uh, freeze out of the air onto the windows.
0: Hmm. Amazing. You ever seen that before?
1: You know, you might see it once or twice in a year, but not day after day. after we to have a first frost about the first of September. So,
0: you know that um, there are people that subscribe to the theory that our weather is controlled to great degrees today. Do you believe that?
1: Controlled by what? Ma nature, the
0: no. moon, phases. What? Well, no. Yeah, uh, that's always been the case, but that uh, there may be weather modification taking place to drought you out.
1: Well, they're doing a fine job, Michael. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so you've had just pretty much unprecedented drought, and there's people that say you, you've we know for sure you can modify whether there is moisture, there's not moisture, But right now, I've been in Ohio, I'm in Illinois today, headed home, and I'm telling you where the, the bulk of the corn harvest is taking place, they want it to quit raining. And you have been dealing with this severe drought, and in fact, if you look at where the severe drought has been taking place throughout the course of the year, it is predominantly where the federal government, in cooperation with state governments, owns the land. So... I'm asking you if you think that the we have the technology and the ability to modify weather patterns uh, in terms of, I'm not talking about climate change, I'm talking about simply changing where moisture would actually fall by seeding clouds in one area, which doesn't allow the moisture to fall in another area. It's that simple.
1: I haven't heard about it for a while, but yeah, for years they've tried to seed clouds to get more snow, in the sierras uh so they you know not only satisfies the huge farming operations but also uh water for the cities mm-hmm. but of course now they're giving it all to the delta Schmelt, right so the smuck won't you know starve or whatever he's doing uh but i i haven't heard about him doing any seeding and of course california isn't just as bad a drought as, as we are so evidently uh The clouds have to form first. I I don't know. But I assume that, yeah, I remember Dr. Gifford, freshman in college, 1967, fall thereof, talked about if all the rainfall in the world just shifted by 15 miles, it would be devastating to many areas. So, you know.
0: And that's theoretically what people are saying is happening.
1: Well... Uh, the complications of of having federal permits, of dealing with the bureaucracy, of everything that goes along with it, uh, I've been banging on that door for years. You know, I mean, how in the world can uh, a non-starter, uh, a non-agricultural enterprise, everything that is against the Taylor Grazing Act, mm-hmm. we just got our FOIA reports, our Freedom of Information Act, about the licensing of Southern Nevada Water Authority to run livestock on the federal range. Well, they're the big dogs, so they can do whatever they want, but there's nothing in there about an LLC or any other loophole that may legitimize their use. It says Southern Nevada Water Authority. Southern Nevada Water Authority's jurisdiction, according to their charter, is not even supposed to come out of Clark County. But yet, with the political power with all the things that went on, they can do whatever they want. So if they want to get us out of here so they can continue to exploit not minerals but water from the rest of the state of Nevada to satisfy a huge growing community in the Las Vegas area, uh, they're certainly well on their way. But when you fill out that uh, application to graze, it says right on there. Under penalties of perjury, everything I've said in the above, blah, 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 is true, 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 or whatever, paraphrasing. And it don't matter. You're the big dog. So, yeah, there's there's plenty of pressure. Uh, Water companies have bought huge ranches and acreages up and down different drainages to go to Reno. Uh, Reno is now a bedroom community for Silicon Valley. Uh, my friend Robert from Romania is here hunting. Never let government take your gun. Okay. He built a 10 million dollar humidor and wine room, four stories.
0: <laughs>
1: For some people that evidently had more money, which is fine with me because Robert has a new pickup uh other people
0: who do you build that for Uh, and how are they related to nancy pelosi that's my real question
1: (laughs) i'm not gonna say that's not right (laughs) but yeah um that
0: that,
1: that's the thing you know let's 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 demonize the rich well okay that guy's probably one generation two generations and, and that money will all turn over but they don't Make money and put it in coffee cans. They buy cars. They buy houses. They buy all sorts of things that employ all sorts of people. They have back in Ronald Reagan. I'll never forget. They were going to tax luxury boats.
0: Well, Mm -hmm.
1: luxury boats, luxury airplanes suddenly instead of being made in America were made offshore. The same people were buying them. The same people were using them, but they found a loophole. So.
0: Uh, so speaking of loophole, loophole Jones, you know the Southern Nevada Water Authority. After the Senate confirmation of Tracy Stone Manning, has a new partner in crime now.
1: Yeah, a Tree Spiker.
0: <laughs> once listed, for those that may not know, once listed by the FBI as part of the most uh, domestic terrorist organization in the United States, Earth Liberation Earth Front. She is now the director of the BLM.
1: Well, they just put some lady. I I just caught a corner of it. The head of the Treasury that is from the University of Moscow or something like that. She hates banks. Uh, I mean, yeah, the more radical, the more left-wing people they can find. That's who's running the country, boys and girls. And and uh, it's up to you. I. You know, I'm going to vote my conscience, but a lot of people have to vote theirs. So,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, we we need people voting, not machines. That's more yes, of a story. Yes, yes. The people did have. vote, but we let the machines win.
1: Well, I I suppose I've related this story before, but I will do it again. They had uh, just a, a little old table, you know, a little folding table, a little square table, probably you know, four-foot square, three-foot square, and they had stacks of mail-in ballots. This was in Nevada. And they had a Republican there, a poll watcher, and a Democrat poll watcher there, and two or three other people standing around this table. And they were discussing these huge stacks of mail-in ballots. And were they legitimate or not? Well... I'm just a dumb sheepherder from the other side of nowhere. I get a mail-in ballot, have for 30 or 40 or whatever, like practically since I've been here. I think I only voted once in person in town ever since then I've been in this mail-in district. None of those ballots were folded. When you get your mail-in ballot, it's folded in three places and there's two envelopes and there's a, there's a whole process. But here these stacked up. I don't know how many thousands would be in each pile, and no crease in them from ever being folded. Yeah. they were supposedly mail-in ballots. Well, gee whiz, did they belong in the garbage? If they were counted, did they belong to be let aside? I mean, wow, <laughs> yeah, that is not kosher. And you didn't need a Philadelphia lawyer.
0: and the head of the FBI, and i Herbert Herbier is going to interpret this one for you. Hey, we have to go to a break. I want to remind you that Karen Staley has available that CD. It's a digital deal if that's what you want. $20 will give you access to the four songs, including the one that I like, God Save the Cowboy. That's really what we need, and she pins it to... A song like you cannot believe unless you hear it. KarenStaley.com. Back with more roll route and Hank Vogler singing God Save the Cowboy after this. Welcome back. Roll Route Trent Loose alongside Hank Vogler checking in on the first Monday of October. Well, I you know, you're you're absolutely right you could not have a more radical group of people in what appears to be the right position. So, might want to tighten the cinch there, Hank.
1: I am going to make an announcement right now.
0: Okay.
1: Like it or not, I love Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden is going to do more to hopefully clean out the rhinos out of the Republican Party and wipe out the left, 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 far left. Because, I mean, this is, this, this. there's no moderation. There's no, you know, tip for tat. It's just straight, absolutely out in the na na land with all these appointments. I mean, with everything that they're doing is just, and, and the border crisis and everything. You know, there cannot be truly 10% of the American population that are in the true believer's chair. And there can't be anybody that is, unless they're so mathematically challenged to think of the 8 billion people on Earth, when the United States has always represented such freedom and chance and pursuit of happiness and chance to become a success, that our borders are going to be able to handle that influx of population. Now, everybody that shows up at that border is not a Looney Tune or an Afghan terrorist there's going to be some very very good people that are going to show up in America we're the most liberal country in the world a million people a year under normal circumstances and yes there are people if, if 1% of the Chinese population is in the genius level or very highly uh, uh, high IQs just 1% of 1.4 billion people will outstrip practically the entire educational system, but not to let them in and not to let them help us come up with cures for cancer and other things like that, because we have to help people who didn't try as hard, weren't as adept at those things, but we have to be. I mean, just everything that we are doing is going to anger somebody, and it's going to anger a lot of people. If they'll just get off of their dead buttocks and get in that voting booth here rather shortly, Mm -hmm. rather shortly, we will survive. If not, maybe moving to the Soviet Union, maybe moving to Uh,
0: Pakistan. Yeah, I I totally agree with your concept. There's one uh, factor that has to be fixed. Hank, you and I both know overwhelmingly people voted the way you and I voted in the last election, And it was absolutely stolen. You cannot argue that anymore. And and so just voting from here forward doesn't fix it. Because until we fix what led to where we're at, we we got a problem.
1: You bet. And and Stalin said it best. Let them all vote. That don't matter. Let them all vote. It's who counts the votes that counts. Yeah. (laughs) Well, now they don't have to count the vote. They just program the voting machine. Right. Throw out two-thirds of this guy and keep this guy. What is it? You've been stopped by a policeman. I haven't for a while. I've uh, taken my foot out of the gas tank just because uh, my age, if they take my driver's license away, they'll probably never get it back. So I. I they still let
0: you have a driver's license?
1: Well, just barely. <laughs> <laughs> but when the cop stops <laughs> and he says, you know how fast you were going, you tell him right at 100, why?
0: Uh, <laughs> you know what never works but it's kind of funny you know how fast you were going no but i got here as fast as i could
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah a steak run off with one of my wives and i thought it was him bringing her back yeah. <laughs> so yeah but anyhow what's the first thing he says driver's license insurance What's the first thing when you try and cash a check out of town? What's the first thing everywhere you go? You have to prove who you are. Why don't, why is that a Jim Crow law? By the way, which Jim Crow law relates back to when the Democrats were in power, the solid South. Uh, yeah. What in the world? And you're not supposed to ask them for an identification, you know? And what about my daughter Betsy went to vote.
0: And they tell her she's already voted. Ooh. Bail-in. Ooh. No way. Yes.
1: In downtown Winnemucca, Nevada.
0: Yeah. See, we still focus on what happened in Arizona, what happened in Georgia, what happened in Pennsylvania. I'm here to tell you there's problems in Nebraska, too. There's problems in Winnemucca. There's problems in every single. There's problems at my school board. We had a recall election, and there is no way the, the results they're telling us happened.
1: Well,. My dear friend, Uncle Harry Reid wanted to cinch his pipeline from hell to hell or from White Pine County to hell. It went through Lincoln and White Pine County. Mm -hmm. So when they had reapportionment, he put, because the Democrats controlled Lincoln and White Pine County in the same voting district as North Las Vegas. The population of the entire two counties together, they would have only had to move the line a couple of blocks in Las Vegas to get that balance. But no, he put Lincoln and White Pine County, or the Democrat-controlled majority, in that for Uncle Harry for that pipeline. And they had uh, a gentleman from North Las Vegas who used to be the Senate uh, leader in the... Uh, Nevada legislature, and he won hands down. Well, I guarantee you, White Pine nor Lincoln County voted for him. Well, then he had some real competition show up. Also, an American of color. I don't like to say African-American. You're either American or you're not. Do you say you're an Irish-American? Do you say you're a Swedish-American? I mean, this is crap. This is just divisive and dividing the people. But another gentleman of color ran against him and was a threat. Well, somebody, a candidate nobody had ever heard of, won in Lincoln and White Pine County. And I don't know anybody that voted for that person. I mean, it's just, it's just crapola. We gotta fix the system, and and we need e-verify. We need these things. I honestly believe, the the guy standing in front of you wanting that job, even though he has the social security card, and this is going to be paramount with all these people that are coming in, because the government's either going to give them social security cards. Or they're going to go out and buy them, which they can right now. So, I mean, it's just the system is broken. And we've working people and business people go, you know, if that's all they want. Let them have it. You know, we'll yeah, out yeah, there, therein
0: lies the problem right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say anything cuz the next thing they know they're going to be banging on my door it's going to be OSHA it's going to be all these other government agencies they're going to be banging on my door IRS wanting to look me over and and with a fine-tooth comb and I ain't getting involved I got a business to run uh, and they just go on well
0: mm-hmm.
1: pretty quick they got you and that's what they all know
0: Well I I, I had this conversation last week but Still, the problem is most people in our community, they just want to go work a hard day. They want to do their job, do improve lives, take care of land and livestock, and not worry about anything else because that's what we're good at, and that is what has gotten us to where we are.
1: Yep. And for God's sakes, if you have a problem with the BLM and you try and help that person, hey... They're coming after you next. You are going to get on that same list. Mm-hmm. Just like Lois Lerner and, and, and the IRS. You know, why, why do they want to have all the IRS agents? Why do they want every transaction that you make over 600 bucks? They want it sent to the treasury or somebody to IRS. So, I mean, they're going to look up your address all the way to your consul.
0: Uh, not in Nebraska. The governor of Nebraska issued a See, statement. I saw it on Friday Thursday I think the IRS cannot intrude in Nebraska citizens financials
1: God love you I think that's the greatest thing we got it is not Washington desires cash and its affiliates the other 50 states Yeah no it's the 50 states and we have got to get a hold of the this mess by the throat and start you know, stopping the cocktail parties. They all become buds back
0: then. In the right Alpha, right Alpha group. We have to take a break. Lone Creek Cattle Company providing the opportunity for cattlemen to add value and get paid properly for a consistently tender product. I had a very tender ribeye in Ohio, and it was not certified Piedmontese. You can get tender beef, but if you want a guaranteed tender beef supply, you go to certified Piedmontese because it's tender every time thanks to the Piedmontese cattle and myostatin gene. But all of that's from a consumer standpoint, you, the cattlemen, need to get paid properly, and that's what Lone Creek has established a system that makes that happen time after time. We are ready to ship our calves, I'll tell you what. So, banker tough and all. More details about how you can get paid properly from Marlon Whale at com. We're back with the second half of Hank Vogler on a Monday after this. Welcome back, Roll Route. Trent Lewis alongside Hank Vogler, did you keep track of you are you are not a trend follower, Hank Vogler. You know how screwed up you are? You want me to tell you how screwed Wait up you a are? I'm a trend no, follower. you're not. No, no, you're not. Why
1: not? I could be, you know. You, if everybody wanted to wear Winnemucca tuxedo, I'd be a trendsetter.
0: So right. since you went with me to Australia, you're tagging along carrying my bags and stuff. Yeah. You've been working on getting the finest genetic Quality merinos that anybody in the United States has. True.
1: Yes, I tried to get one of those rams on the airplane with us. Yeah. I bought her. I bought the ram a dress and a floppy hat, and I figured nobody is going to say, "God, your wife is ugly." I mean, they would just let that (laughs) ram on that plane, and, and I could have brought it home, but they caught me at the door. Yes.
0: Okay, so you've been bringing semen in. You've been using these merinos. But you have to shear them. Nobody can find a shearer. Did you see what happened last week in Australia?
1: They all went on strike or they couldn't because of the COVID.
0: There are nobody, there's nobody to shear sheep left in Australia anymore. No,
1: no, there hasn't been for a long time.
0: And so what happened was at a stud ram sale. Four rams sold for what would have been the, the record-selling amount. Four brought more than the old record. The top ram sold for $165,000. And again, four of them brought more than 100000 Do you know why?
1: Because their wool fell off?
0: <laughs> exactly. They bred it off. Australian whites, which are hair sheep, are taking Australia by storm. Australia, which was built on the back of sheep, wool was king. Wool is what built that entire nation, not just the rural areas. And now people are flocking to hair sheep because they can't find somebody to shear.
1: When they get the hair sheep on their property, I don't believe that they can legitimately, I think there's a law, or I was told there was a rule, regulate something, once you use hair sheep on your properties, that hair falls out all over and contaminates regular wool. So you cannot say, well, I think I will go back to running wool sheep. Yeah, our our shears come out of Uruguay. Uh, same way in New Zealand. They went from 60 million head of sheep to 24 million sheep. Mm-hmm. Australia went from 150 million head of sheep to 70 million sheep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's been a trend, but there's one other thing that has happened that did happen is the unionization of the shears in Australia they would hire uh, bootleg crews from New Zealand to come in and do their shearing for years Uh, Robin Crudy used to go over there every year and shear sheep and get paid more money because they would work Uh, the Australian sheep with their union if they went out and touched the sheep and, and said they were wet even if it hadn't rained for weeks they didn't shear i mean they have slowly put
0: themselves yeah up. i know but those those shearing sheds that i've been in in australia they could rain for a week and those sheep at all be under that roof and not get wet
1: okay but the, but this was these are some of the horror stories that i was told of the of what was happening in australia when it came to getting shears to come and shear mm-hmm. and and uh, uh people quit following the trades it used to be a, a shear from New Zealand or Australia or South Africa I've had all three of those different groups of people here uh, could come in and shear and shearing one American sheep they got as much money for it because of the, of the difference in the money value as if they sheared four at home so that was a heck of a bonus for them to come over here and we had good shears. Then it got to be where the good shears had the good jobs and had the good reputation. They stayed home and, and the quality declined. It really did. And then finally they started bringing in these boys from South America, uh, who the money exchange, et cetera, et cetera. And the people still follow the trade and they come in and do a very good job. Just like they did say 15 years ago. With the American, shear, uh, with the New Zealand shears, so.
0: Well, I do. I don't doubt for a bit that it was the unionization of the shears that caused the problem.
1: Uh, yeah, it just you know, there's for every action, it's basic law of physics. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, and uh, uh, when it's just like, why are there 11 million jobs out there and nine million people? on the dole uh they everybody should have a job uh but when you can foreclosure they just stopped that if you're behind in your rent during the covid they couldn't even throw you out which affected the lifestyle of the people that owned the building that worked their backsides off to put things together they were in the dole rooms they couldn't mm-hmm. throw anybody out and they didn't get paid the rent so that changed. They were given $300 extra a week not to go to work. Restaurants can't get anybody to go to work for them. How about all these millions of people that are coming in at the border? Why aren't they? Uh, are they all waiting to be the CEO of Apple? Or,
0: or, or Why would CEO they work? Everything's being provided for them.
1: Yeah. So they're not jumping out and f- fulfilling any jobs. They're living in the hotel. They're living large. Did you see that junk under that bridge? I mean, yep. wow.
0: Yeah, and did you see that the, uh, the director, the director of Homeland Security admitted that 20%, one in five of those illegals crossing the border, come in with an illness? Yeah. I mean, a, a, <laughs> a serious illness.
1: Yeah, I took a herder several years ago who wanted citizenship, and he'd worked for me for a long time. And in order to get his green card, he had to go through testing. And he reacted to the tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, does that mean he's active? And he said, no, it's just anybody. Uh, uh, he said, in fact, all of it, this was 20 years ago. Just about anybody in Southern California, Southern Arizona, Southern Texas, all of that will react to the tuberculosis as they've been exposed to it. <clears throat> now active cases of tuberculosis can obviously walk across the border if they have enough strength to do it Uh, anything there's all sorts of exotic diseases that we've spent a lifetime curing in the United States that are now being welcomed and you can't get on an airline without wearing a mask proving that you have had shot after shot after shot or whatever Mm -hmm. but I mean yeah a little hypocrisy is that the word we're looking for
0: I'm still hung up on the Australians moving to hair sheep
1: (laughs) well I don't think much of it other than the fact that it ought to make my wool more valuable huh?
0: well uh, there's going to be a demand for wool I'm just saying and if you literally if what you're saying is true and I know that was I was told that too when we were there that you cannot bring uh, well you can't even maintain the merinos you have if you bring a hair sheep on the place
1: so this has got to
0: be a small niche, don't you think?
1: I think so. I think it's just it. It's just more sensational. And, and right now, uh, there's more money in uh, the hair, hair sheep than there is in the other. And more people, it, it's sort of like llamas, alpacas, ostriches, all of those things. It's the end thing right now. So, yeah.
0: Mm. Well, I don't go that far to compare it to llamas and ostriches. Because no, at the end of the day, you still eat the sheep. They never ate the lawn ornament. That's the problem.
1: But yeah, it, but it still is related to the fad. And right now, that is the fad is, is to get around shearing. Sure. Uh, it was not rocket rock science for me. But all those years ago, when uh, they took away our subsidy, white Face sheep, uh, we gave our wool away. And then we got the subsidy check uh, during shearing. And it was a dandy if you had white face sheep. I mean, it was a real incentive to... And then they took it away. And ironically, Harry Reid... Not, not Harry excuse me, Dick Bryant... Well, I guess it was Harry. But anyhow, they're the ones that got rid of the subsidy, phased it out. And the university...
0: Which we weren't opposed to.
1: Well, uh... They didn't take the subsidy off of tobacco, wheat, corn, anything else.
0: Actually, they did, finally.
1: Finally, but at that time, and right. that was my question at the meeting, that, that uh, oh, Mr. Dick Bryant uh, got mad. <laughs> 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 wait, I asked wait, him wait. if he traded the Nevada wool industry for a couple of Super Bowl tickets.
0: What year are you, are you talking about?
1: Oh, God, that's a long time ago. Well, anyhow, oh. but all the experts... University and everywhere told us to forget the wool, go for the biggest crossbred lamb that you could get because the lamb was going to be it. And I'm looking at my desert and look, thinking about what they were telling me and I'm going, whoa, I don't think I can do that. And fortunately, it was a decision that I made based on not maybe science or economics other than the economics of the country I had to run in, great big framey sheep were not going to make it out there as well as a moderate-sized breed with wool on it. And if you're going to have wool, having fine, very good wool, the old good wool all came off of these little tiny bench-legged sheep that that, uh, and they had short wool to to boot. Didn't seem to make sense either, but a moderate breed, uh, at least Rambouillet, Mm-hmm. Made more sense for me than than this crossbred monstrosity. Two hundred pound ewes do not ro- do not leave the Nevada desert very often because they're usually dead. Pete a coyote. Yeah. yeah. Hey, there's a good one too. Come out in the paper that the deer mule deer population in Nevada has just plummeted. Mm. Oh well. And of course, they blamed it on grazing and 100,000 acre fires. Now, how can you do that if you quit grazing? You're guaranteed to have 100,000 acre fires. And the deer are so dumb that they can't find sagebrush in the state of Nevada to winter on. They used to migrate all the way almost to Las Vegas from Idaho in a tough winter. They've migrated for years. They even quit that because there's no use, there's no competition. The coyotes and the predators and the lions, we're supposed to have 3,000 lions. Well, And they say we've got 90,000 deer. Well, 3,000 lions are going to consume right at 150,000 head of deer a year. But nobody wants to address the predator problem, which back when they had a million head of sheep in this state, a lot more cattle. There were deer everywhere. This was the primo, primo place to come if you wanted to kill a big...
0: Girl, all right buck or not we have to take a break i want to remind you protect the harvest is working every day to get you the tools to combat the animal rights community in particular and anybody trying to remove your property rights get more details and fall uh, fallen get on the uh, list to follow the action how about that protect the back with more roll out after this Welcome back. we out. Trent Lewis alongside Hank Vogler checking in from North Spring Valley, Nevada.
1: You guys, you got to give me a little credit. I'm the canary in the coal mine, proverbially speaking. Mm-hmm. I've always harped on education. I've always harped on the sage grouse. used to be a big joke about the sage grouse, but then they found the lesser prairie chicken that was strutting around in Kansas and Nebraska. And the property rights thing is the same. They're putting a the pressure on everybody out here to where you have to be a multinational corporation to even own a farm, uh, a ranch in Nevada. And you're, most of those people are speculating on the water, not the crops or anything. I mean, all of these things are happening. We are the, we're the petri dish. If they can get away with it out here where they already say that they own the land rather than the state's. They're coming after your lamb, too. They're coming after and everything that you're doing. Why have they let the mule deer go? Because they get in a bucket load of non paid wildlife animal money, which is just the animal rightist. And so what do they do? They cater to them. And one thing that they will not tolerate is controlling predators. So they're throwing the hunters of Nevada under the bus for money for the money that they get in from other programs. So again, man mumble and money screams. And and, and it's just, a, I mean the hypocrisy is unbelievable. We're going to get the mule deer in the state of Nevada probably put on the endangered species list. <laughs> it's just, I can't believe it. But you can track the, the decline of the deer population with the removal of the most effective method of control we've ever had an odorless colorless tasteless chemical
0: so i want to expand upon that because ironically john bolin and i had several conversations about it as he rode with me from indiana to ohio for our event on saturday the the pure hunters and the landowners have have been at odds for far too long 75% 75% of the wildlife habitat comes from a farmer or a rancher. And yet, I even remember you are talking about taking land away, and I don't disagree, you're canary in a coal mine. That's why you've been here for 18 years every Monday. But when the uh, 30 by 30 initiative executive order was signed by Biden on January 27th, the conservation groups, con- hunting groups, wanted to, to support it because it was conservation even the nra initially said they're going to support this and then they changed their mind because they realized that oh no this this isn't a good thing but we have to find a way hank to get the hunting enthusiast and the landowners who typically are hunters too all on the same page because you talk to mitch Pizzetti who deals with this every single day there's always a division between the hunters and the landowners. We have to get beyond that, or we're both in trouble.
1: Well, two things. One, I don't care what group you are. There are junk hunters that open. You know, I, uh, they open the gates on, on You know, my gates do not say no trespassing. I got better sense than that. Out here, there's. You know, my county is like 98 percent federally owned. So you start hanging up signs that say no trespassing. They're going to shoot your cattle. They're going to cut your fences. They're going to trash you. That's just a guarantee. The junkers will do that to you. So my gates say private property. Enter at your own risk. Now, if they're not smart enough to understand what that sign means, it just means that I don't want any liability if you're in there drunk, tip upside down in your truck and then want to sue me because I didn't have signage on the curve. That you rolled off of because of your particular situation. I'm just trying to limit my liability. But by the same token, when the when your job is working for an advocate group, even if it's for the preble's jumping mouse, mm-hmm. you're going to do everything to promote that. And it doesn't take you very long to find people in the state legislature or in the federal legislature. That will sell or sold to the devil for a few shiny coins. So here you are, the businessman. And once again, hey, you know, I'm not going to say anything here because if I jump out and, and now, uh, yeah, Hank Vogler's ox was being gored, but let's, uh, you know, man, I don't want to lose my permit. You know, they did it to the Hammond folks. They didn't, they, they acted like they had a social disease, right. uh, a, a transmittable social disease. Until they won. And then all of a sudden, everybody wanted to take credit for it. When Trent Luce
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and and Lucas Oil should get all the credit for that. I'm telling you, this is just the way it works. And the biggest weakness that we've had since the revolution was standing up together. Patrick Henry, we either hang together or we'll all hang individually. And that's exactly what they, that's what they did on the refuge all those years ago when that changed in Eastern Oregon. I saw it in living color. 61 different ranches had the right to use or the permit or whatever it was to use that refuge for forage. And the place was full of wildlife of every class and color. When they finally, he retired and they turned it into a de- a biological desert and ran all the wildlife off and the ranchers I think there's like 18 or 19 of them left but it was divide and conquer you keep your mouth shut I mean that's just typical
0: well speaking of Hammonds you and I both know that uh, there was only a handful of their neighbors that truly stood by them the rest of them tried to get their permits from them while they were locked up illegally
1: I think those people, some of them have suffered the consequences of being ostracized from the community ever since. Yeah. And I couldn't believe the names of the people that were doing that. I mean, it just broke my heart. I didn't think those people would be that vain.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your mule's down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my mule and I'm gonna get to that 160 acres in no. Oklahoma sooner faster than you will.
0: <laughs> That's kind of like the uh, Australian sheepman saying they're gonna grow hair sheep. So Hank Vogler saying, well then I'm gonna take these wool sheep to a new level. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm just trying to put an optimistic spin on it. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't blame the guy in Australia. If he's trying to hold his deal together and he can't find anybody share his sheep, it's not very much fun when the flies blow those sheep and that wool and the, and, and everything that happens next to the hide is not good. That's why they used muesling was because of the dampness around the backside of a sheep. And so they removed the wool producing skin and made it to where they were cleaner. And why? Because the fly strike. Yeah. You know, ranchers, farmers, do not get up in the morning and think, well, wow, what can I do to be cruel to my animals? No. They're trying to make them so comfortable that they become profitable. And there's a fine line it, with the price of hay and everything like that. Even though the price of lamb is up, uh, it's all going back into holding right. the herd together. you got to do that. Or go out. I mean, it's just yeah. So it's it's just it's just the life of the business. And I guess they're talking about there's going to be food shortages and all these things because of the price of fuel. Because they can't get people to drive the trucks. Uh, Europe, uh, England right now is get is taking their army out to deliver fuel because they can't get the fuel because there's nobody wants to drive the trucks. I mean, all of these issues are coming full circle mm-hmm. and food becomes uh, scarce maybe people will wake up to the fact that there is a very small
0: group of people i'm telling you there's going to be an infrastructure problem with food there's an infrastructure problem with everything else yeah. on earth and uh people just better get ready for it what i don't understand is that i keep hearing there's a shortage of truck drivers and this is a third time since May that I have driven on Interstate 70 through the Corn Belt all the way to Pennsylvania my goodness I've never seen so many trucks on the road so I don't know where that shortage is happening but it looks to me like they're ramping it up knowing that it's coming
1: I I, I would couldn't agree with you more it's just absolutely there's trucks everywhere but for whatever reason the increased in volume or the railroads or for whatever reason that transportation situation is is uh, evidently more critical than we know and yeah. and, I, and you don't know what caused it but something is going on the demand or something is causing them not to be able to deliver
0: mm, well if, for if a you if, for a month. if you've tuned in to roll out every wednesday hank for the last 3 months jc cole has been telling us this was coming because Nobody was talking about it, but we have had a crippling of oil refineries around the world, and it's the the supply chain is starting to feel the effects. It's happening in Britain now, and I it, it's coming to us. I've had gas stations already that had zero fuel available when I pulled in there this summer.
1: Well, Trent, and guess what? If you've got a stripper well in Kansas and now all of a sudden it's $75 a barrel for oil, are you giggling all the way to the bank? Yeah. That's the thing. At the end of the day, this has been a boon for anybody that's already got a producing well, even if it's a stripper well, well that's not well, producing all that many dollars. With, it with, now.
0: with one caveat, Yeah. you have to have enough people to show up to get it to where it needs to be so you can get paid.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, there. You know,
0: for you, every action you got truck, your lamb sold, but officer, if your truck driver doesn't guys. show up and deliver them, it doesn't yeah. really matter what you pick You sold them for.
1: I know, I understand that, but yet there are people out there that are not going to help the cause, and and they're gonna they're gonna giggle all the way to the bank if they can get their oil mm-hmm. into a truck. Now maybe they can, maybe they can't, but again, you know. Uh, how many undertakers made a bucket load of money off of the COVID? I don't know. I don't know. Plenty. <laughs> I mean, there's, Plenty. You know, in the Great Depression, there was only about 30% of the population that was laid off. That's a lot of jobs out there that were being yeah. fulfilled. And did anybody get laid off at the government when they shut Zero. down a few years ago? No. Oh. They all got back pay. Uh, during the COVID, they all went home to work. There was no layoff that you know so they kept their heads down they didn't say anything didn't affect them
0: and that will do it we have successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban america for another week hank vogler i'm trent loose both of us reminding you that all roads do lead to a route. so here's the thing as a cattleman you have to decide what marketing program you're going to use long before you actually cash in so to speak so if you want to get paid properly for calves that you produce in 2023, then you need to talk to Marlon Will now about what's happening in the breeding season 2022. On the other hand, we're getting ready to ship our calves with a $180 coupon above market price. Details about certified Piedmontese from Marlon Will, Lone